Hello and welcome. My name is Kyle Nielsen, and this is How You Level Up, a podcast where I ask questions to help you become your best self. Today, we ask, what are the sins of questioning? What might we do to devalue the power of our questions? There are many different ways a question can be asked. The type of question one asks, the context of why a question is asked. Many factors play into how powerful or weak a question may be when it leaves the lips of the questioner. Lucky for us, some of the sins of questioning, the things that devalue our questions, are known. Retired Navy officer and prolific writer David Marquet was placed in charge of one of the worst submarines in the U.S. Navy in his early career. Over the course of years, he turned that submarine, the USS Santa Fe, into one of the most successful submarines through a leadership model. Included in this leadership model is what Marquet has termed seven sins of questioning. And these sins are question stacking, leading questions, why questions, dirty questions, binary questions, self-affirming questions, and aggressive questions. What are each of these? What is it that makes them devalue the power of your questions? One by one, question stacking is the all-too-common practice of asking multiple questions back-to-back during a conversation. Imagine you are speaking to someone who is in a position of authority, like a teacher or a manager. They have just shared new information for you, a new process, a new project, and at the end of their speech or lecture, they ask, Does that make sense? Do any of you have questions? Is there anything else that you think you might need further help on? Or is all of this clear and you've got it from here? Asking questions back-to-back does not allow the receiver of a question to answer them. When you ask a question during a conversation, give the receiver time to answer, to formulate their thoughts, and respond. Leading questions are questions that push the receiver of a question towards a specific answer. Leading questions typically have the asker's bias woven into the question. Imagine you are in a position of authority and your student or employee has a presentation coming up. What is the difference between asking, have you prepared for your presentation, versus how did you prepare for your presentation? The first question is close-ended. It prompts a yes or no answer. The second question is open-ended and will inform you of not only if they prepared, it will also inform you of how much or how well they have prepared. Why questions? These are questions that have a time and place. Why questions are tricky because they can put someone on the defensive. 
imagine that you are chatting with a coworker or a friend who is explaining something that they want to do this weekend. You ask them, why would you want to do that? This type of question inherently requests justification. Asking instead, what spurred you to want to do that? Or, how did you come to want to do that? Is a simple way of opening the floor. Why questions do have their value as they seek to analyze and understand, but a misplaced why question can be devastating at most, and a roadblock at the least. Dirty questions. Those are the questions that carry subtle judgment and bias. Dirty questions are similar to leading questions, though the term dirty comes from clean language. Clean language is a way of conversing without bias. Let's say that you have a roommate who has asked you to help them work out. They've told you a few times that they want to work out in the mornings, and so when they wake up, you ask them, were you going to work out this morning? This is a dirty question because it presumes your roommate should make the time. It presumes rightness and wrongness because if they make time, which is its own metaphor we could unpack, then they are in the right. While if they do not make time, they are in the wrong. A clean way of asking your roommate if they were going to work out is, what are your plans for this morning? The clean question does not have judgment or expectation. Listening to the way someone asks a question to the way you ask a question will reveal expectations and the presumptions that are in the question. Binary questions are quite simply questions that have two possible answers. This or that. Yes or no. Is that restaurant good? Did I make a mistake? These are examples of binary questions. These questions prompt a response that is short and leaves room for missing pieces of information, missing pieces of context. So, let's open the questions. Is that restaurant good becomes, what did you think of that restaurant? This open question makes room for nuance, for subtlety, for bits of information that weren't there because there wasn't enough room for them last time. The other person can now say, I liked it, but the steak was cold. Or, the wine was the best part. Here's the name of the bottle we purchased. The binary question of, did I make a mistake, becomes, what mistakes did I make? Or, how did I make a mistake? These open-ended questions let the other person share details about the mistake they observed. You can find lessons in observations. There is no lesson to be found in yes or no. Self-affirming questions. These are similar to binaries as well in that they seek agreement on a specific topic. Self-affirming questions like, Is everything tasting good tonight? Or, Did you have a wonderful stay? These two questions are common to hear from a waiter or a hotel concierge. They ask the guest to agree, to avoid giving details because the person asking the question 
wants only to hear one thing, positive declarations. We must seek to remove aspects of anticipation, like the waiter thinking the food was good, or the concierge believing the guests enjoyed their stay. Then, we hear questions like, how was the food tonight? How was your stay? Again, opening the floor for nuance and for subtlety. Aggressive questions. These are often answered with, I don't know. A prime example of aggressive questions is, what do you want to eat tonight? Aggressive questions ask about the future, like, what should we do? Oh, I don't know. To lighten these questions, start in the present tense. Touch upon the past, then reach for the future. What are you in the mood to eat? What are you in the mood to do? Seek information, preference. Then ask, what did we think of the food we had yesterday? The day prior, or the one before that? These things are easy to answer because they are knowable. Then you can move towards the future. And so to recap, the seven sins of questioning are question stacking, leading questions, why questions, dirty questions, binary questions, self-affirming questions, and aggressive questions. By knowing what the sins of questioning are, you can more accurately assess your own questions. By knowing these questioning sins, you can begin to avoid them. How might you ask questions differently for today, tomorrow, and the next day? How might you add more power to your questions? Thank you for listening to another episode. If you're enjoying the show, open up the app you're listening to this on and hit the like or subscribe button and give a five-star rating. At least twice a week, you'll find a new episode asking you a new question so you can strengthen your emotional independence, improve your communication skills, and upgrade your personal philosophy. So if there's a question you'd like me to dive into next, send it to any of these social media accounts connected in the show notes here. This is all about how you level up.